Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 14th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know... We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the con- <laughs> restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. By the way, you know, I know we say that at the start of every hour almost. It's because it's so critical, folks. We don't want war. We don't want fighting. We don't want hatred or anger or division. What we really want is government to obey its proper constitutional role. We want to use the checks and balances that made America great to do it again, to peacefully create accountability and transparency in government where government fulfills its proper legitimate role. That is to protect life, liberty, and property. This is very simple. We don't want war. We don't want tragedy. We don't want discouragement or disappointment or somebody lording over us. We just want what our founding fathers fought so hard to obtain, liberty, prosperity, stability, safety, transparency, and that we're willing to peacefully pursue using all the hard work that our founding fathers put in place for us. And our goal is to carry on their legacy and to do so honestly, openly. Clearly, that is our goal. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Pray you had a delightful weekend full of God, family, and country as well. All right, uh, on Saturday, we had an incredible broadcast. We uh, talked about Americans are majorly stressed out. About 87% of Americans say that mental health has faltered under the constant stream of crises without a break since 2020. And uh, the mainstream press, psychologists, psychiatrists, everybody are telling you, don't worry, it's temporary. And my response is, I don't know if it's temporary, ladies and gentlemen. I see us just going from one crisis to the next, COVID to now war to now inflation. And I mean, it just goes on and on. When will it end? Don't know. But I believe that they want us under stress. That's their desire. Who are they? Those who want to change the affairs of America so they can gain greater control over your life, over my life. And folks on our watch, we're going to do our very best to prevent them from doing that. Let me give you an example, a torrent of $5 trillion, yeah, flooded the economy, ladies and gentlemen, since 2020, $5 trillion plus dollars. Basically, here's where it went, says the New York Times. They say stimulus bills approved by Congress beginning in 2020 literally unleashed the largest flood of federal money into the United States economy ever recorded ladies and gentlemen a torrent of five trillion dollars flood the economy it's never been done like that before socialism 
handout, government creating nothing but the redistribution of wealth out of control. And we talked about roughly $5 trillion went to households, mom-and-pop shops, restaurants, airlines, hospitals, local governments, institutions around the country. Yeah, all battling, they say, with the problems related to COVID-19. But it's been my contention that, you know what, they want to blame all that on COVID. I don't believe that. I believe it's government's response to COVID that has caused this, in my opinion, huge, huge, unprecedented moral hazard uh, in America today. That was our one. I dug in big time on that. Check it out. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Hour two, we talked about Duck, Duck, Go, the incredible search engine everybody's been flocking to for privacy, etc. draws anger from the far right. Why? Because the CEO is doubling down and backing Ukraine. And people are saying, well, wait a minute. You can back Ukraine if you want to, but don't let it reflect into your search engine. Too late. Duck, Duck, Go, believe it or not, has little control over its own search results. Why? Because they are provided by Microsoft's Bing. That's why. And so the problem with all that is now the CEO of DuckDuckGo is literally trying to fund the Ukraine and promote the Ukraine over Russia. My response is I'm not picking sides and I'm staying out of it. Remember we started the broadcast and said we're not for this war? We're not for war around the world? We're not for us being in 130-plus nations, militarily speaking? We're not for the military-industrial complex? Let's stay out of this thing. Shall we please? Moscow, for example, tells the United States and tells the United, I'm sorry, the United Nations. So Moscow, Moscow tells the United Nations that the U.S. is funding bioweapons in the Ukraine. But you know what? American ambassador fires back and calls it Russian disinformation. Art more with the story at WND.com. Moscow tells the United Nations, hey, you know what? The U.S. is funding bioweapons in the Ukraine. Well, our government lied about it. The sad part is they got caught lying about it, folks. You can't trust our government either. Do I trust Russia? No. Do I trust the Ukraine? No. Do I trust the United States? Doubly no. The truth is coming out about COVID deaths, for example. Ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Mercola wrote that piece. Massachusetts Health Department literally now admits that they have a significant overcount of COVID-19 deaths. And even after bringing the number down substantially, they say it still could be too high. That's the blaze. The FDA has been forced to finally admit and to release documentation on the adverse effects of the horrible reactions caused by COVID vaccinations. The government kept this covered up. The Biden administration wanted us to wait 75 years before releasing this data to the American public. Good news is the judge refused in court. Matt Staver and others took them to court, and the judge refused and said, look, you got to start releasing big time. Now we know why the FDA wanted to spread the release of documents relating to the COVID over 75 years. Why? Because the data completely undermines the safe and effective propaganda narrative that your government literally spent a million dollars I'm sorry, a billion dollars in the mainstream press to promote. And the mainstream press includes Fox and Newsmax. U.S. District Judge 
Mark Pittman was having none of the government or the administration's foot dragging when it comes to COVID reality on vaccines. The judge ordered the administration to begin producing the documents at a rate of 55,000 pages every 30 days beginning March 1. All right? So the government, the administration said, let's not give anybody any information for 75 years. Matt Staver, Liberty Council and others went to court and said, oh, yeah. And the judge agreed with Matt Staver and Liberty Council and others and said, look, you will be releasing 55,000 pages every month, every 30 days till we get this done. And in the first data dump, it is shocking. The CDC was forced to recently admit that they withheld critical COVID data from the public because the agency thought it would be misinterpreted and undermine the case for COVID shots. Well, the case for COVID shots should be undermined. Please support Matt Staver at Liberty Council. All right, they're doing a great job, but here's the deal. It turns out that there's all kinds, literally over a thousand side effects to the COVID shots they already know. The COVID shots aren't effective in stopping the spread and or people getting the disease, COVID. So the problem is, you know what? The government literally lied, 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 spent a billion dollars to the media to continue and partner with and peddle that lie. And now it's all coming out. The government absolutely is shameful. And they want us then to believe that they've got the truth on the war. They've got the moral side of the war. Lowell Nelson, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you seen all this information, sir? I sure have, Sam. I briefed myself last night, coming up to speed on everything about your show last uh, week. And, uh, yes, I am uh, fully aware of that, and uh, that's going to be kind of a common theme. And what we discussed this this morning about, uh, you know, what the government uh, is doing, uh, lying to us over and over again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know people on the national level really talk about who's running for president, who's doing this and who's doing that. But when it comes to your local politics, sadly, uh, and to our demise, that's really not focused on near enough. And that's part of the reason that over the last several weeks we've covered the um, legislative season for Utah, 45 days long. Is it over yet, Lol? It is finally over. The legislative oh. season is finally over. Thank heavens. The, 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 the 45 days of terror is over in America, in Utah. And that's a good news piece, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, you cannot, you cannot forget about the sacred role of local and the most local of politics all the way down to the precinct level. Uh, it is sacred, ladies and gentlemen. The sacred role of state and county delegates is vital. And at the most local level of government, um, at least recently, we've had the opportunity to make our influence flow. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back on the other side, we're going to dig into the sacred role of state and county delegates. Because last Tuesday, the Republican Party caucuses were held in 2,500 precincts across Utah. This is a model for the nation we'll be talking about in seconds with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media 
that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson Campaign for Liberty.org on your radio talking about the sacred precinct and sacred delegate responsibility, ladies and gentlemen. In Utah, there's literally 2,500 uh, basically precincts, right, Lowell? Yeah, that's right, Sam. Uh, 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 25, almost 2,500 of them across the state. No precinct can have more than 1,250 registered voters that's by law by statutes and i wish the number were even lower than that uh, maybe maybe a thousand would be a better number because we need all of these uh, these, these precinct uh, you know voters registered voters to be able to fit comfortably into a school room class school classroom uh you know to elect their officers and their delegates so uh that's 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 what caucuses are for and I know that many other states across the country have hey, they they don't have caucuses, but the reason we're talking about them is to is to promote the idea. I think they're one of the best ways that we can uh, uh, hang on to uh, you know preserve our liberty by bringing government right back down to the people, just as local as local as possible. Um, and that's what we do in our caucuses. Um, this is a, a mass meeting, basically, of, of, the, of your neighborhood. It might be, um, you know, out of that 1,250 registered voters number, there might be uh, 50, maybe 75, maybe 100 people who come to attend the caucus because not all registered voters are that interested, believe it or not. Um, and so uh, I know in our caucus, uh, only 26 of the 1,200, well, that's not true. We have an upper limit of 1250, but in our particular precinct, due to redistricting, the size shrunk, and so we have 480 
registered voters in our precinct, of those 480, 26 came to cast their votes to speak and to vote and so forth in our caucuses last Tuesday. Um, there, there have been quite a few, uh, you know, in, in talking to other people around the state, uh, they, had all, they had similar numbers. You know, they had, you know, 50 people or 75 people. And so it was really kind of down, uh, depressed, the numbers uh, of, of people who, who were involved in caucus this year. Um, and part of that is because there's a movement afoot to undermine the caucus in Utah. There are people who are, you know, statists who want to get rid of our caucus convention system here in Utah because it is so powerful. It does give the grassroots a stronger voice in our own government. And so that's why I believe that the role of the delegate is such an important role, even a sacred role. Each delegate that gets elected in their in precinct caucuses last Tuesday has a sacred responsibility. And, and I, I, I give him three of these duties, Sam. Number one, he must understand the party platform. Number two, he's got to vet candidates, measuring them against the platform. And number three, he needs to understand convention issues that will be addressed at the uh, party convention. And so talking about, you know, unpacking it just a little bit, the, the platform is important because it is the standard by which all candidates should be judged. You know, if, if we don't have a standard, now, now you and I, Sam, we would use the Constitution. We would use the proper role of government as the standard. But in a party, uh, the party has to have a, a standard that's somehow related to the party, and so it's the platform. Now, in the Republican Party in, Plat in, uh, Republican Party in Utah, the platform, um, really, uh, the, the Constitution is the centerpiece of the platform. That's the way it's written. That's the way it's designed. And, it's, it's, uh, and so when we uh, judge candidates by the party platform, we really are judging them by how well we think they'll adhere to the Constitution. So that's a win-win. Now, the next duty of the delegate is to vet the candidates uh, on whom he'll be voting at the county or the state convention. So here in Utah County, I am a, a county delegate, and I am also a state delegate. But in Utah County, I'll be voting on six different races, Sam. Uh, there's two county commission seats, A and B, the county sheriff, county attorney, county auditor, and county clerk. These, these six races... Uh, there, there are three candidates in each of these six races, except in County Commission Seat A, where there are four candidates. This means I have 19 interviews to conduct between now and uh, April 9th, which is the date of the Utah County Republican Party nominating convention. 19 interviews, Sam. That's my job as a, as a delegate, county delegate, is to interview those 19 candidates to best determine which of them will adhere to the party platform, which means will they adhere to the U.S. Constitution and the Utah State Constitution. In other words, I'm going to be spending 20 to 24 hours in the next couple of weeks just vetting those 19 candidates. I'll be doing it one-on-one -on -one conversations. I'll be doing it in small group settings. I'll be listening to them in, in a debate or an open mic format. And by the way, Sam, I like to use a spreadsheet to measure the candidates. Um, I, I decide what platform issues are the most important, and I give each of those platform issues a weight, and then I give each candidate an integer score on that issue 
from minus two to plus two based on how closely I believe the candidate will stick to the platform or to the Constitution. And then, and then finally, uh, what, what I do is then I, I score them in my little spreadsheet. And when I'm done uh, scoring, talking to all the candidates, I have a very objective measure of, of, uh, of each one of the candidates. It's very easy for me to know which of the candidates is the, is the best candidate in each of those races. Now, finally, I believe a delegate has the duty to study in any other issues that will be considered at the convention, such as rule change proposals, platform change proposals, and resolutions. And so, in summary, Sam, I mentioned these three duties this morning to give others, to give our listeners, uh, those who were elected to be, be delegates um, last Tuesday caucus, um, just a reminder of the three important duties they have uh, and the importance of them interviewing and vetting the candidates this week and next, and uh, you know, in leading up to the county party convention. Now, how is this important to people in other states that don't have this? Well, maybe it can serve as an incentive. Uh, maybe they can see the wisdom of of having a caucus convention system where the government uh, is is very close to the people. Government, in this case, meaning the delegates who get to choose the party's nominees because it's the party's nominees who are going to win those public uh, positions of, uh, of public trust. And so if you can identify which of those candidates are best and then promote those candidates, select those candidates in a party process like a party convention, then you're going to have de uh, candidates who more faithfully adhere to the Constitution to choose among. And so when it comes time for a primary or a general election in your state, you're going to have candidates, really, really much better candidates to choose among in order to, uh, to put them in positions of public trust. Sam? Yes, indeed, Lowell. And I really want to highlight this because I think people need to understand the precinct has pretty much been forgotten in modern times by most sadly so so much so that they've managed to literally move us away from the precinct uh to mail-in ballot voting kind of an idea uh, in my opinion this is a huge mistake ladies and gentlemen where we have the most control uh is where it is the closest to the people where we have the most influence is where it's closest to the people the most local small politically divided subdivision you can find is the precinct and that's where we can actually, you know what, make friends and influence people the easiest. That's where we literally can contact those who we designate as delegates to talk to them. And part of my job as an individual voter, as an American, is to say, you know what, Lowell is, for instance, my delegate. Now, there's probably another delegate in my precinct. I'm just highlighting this for understanding. And I say to Lowell, you know what, um, I need to research the candidates myself, uh, but you know what, I, I'm busy. That's why we have checks and balances and representative government, because we can't just watch everything and do everything all day. It'll be a full-time job and beyond. So this sacred responsibility that we've given Lowell and other delegates is to say, hey, you are the eyes and ears. Um, you have agreed to spend extra time to vet, to understand to get your arms around. And then, so when Lowell has a spreadsheet, see, if he'll share it with me or at least tell me about that spreadsheet, 
I can use that as one leg of my research. Now, I need to do my own research, too. I can't just only rely on Lowell, but Lowell can take 90% of the work out of it for me because he is the eyes and ears, because he will be spending 24 hours vetting all these people. And I can take then my research, my gut, I can take it to God in prayer, I can look at Lowell's information, and I can, can come back and be a very informed citizen. It's sacred, folks. And you, whatever system you have, need to look at the most low or the closest to the people denominator you can for success as well. Lowell Nelson in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Despite the promise not to involve U.S. troops in the war between Russia and Ukraine, a miscalculation from either side could risk dragging NATO into the conflict. Russia launched several missiles at a base in western Ukraine over the weekend that landed roughly 10 miles from the Poland border, killing three dozen people and wounding 134 others. The fear of escalation in the conflict has been at the center of the Biden administration's response in recent days. The Pentagon last week denied a request from Poland to transfer MiG-29 fighter jets to Ukraine's armed forces. The first American killed in the Russian invasion is journalist Brent Renaud. He was killed by Russian forces in the Ukrainian city of Irpin. Another American journalist was wounded. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Matthews are officially husband and wife. On March 12th, the high school sweethearts announced they had tied the knot in Maui, Hawaii. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. I need four more of the biscuit carnitas, two burnt end platters, three... The Kitchen at Kai's Barbecue is firing on all cylinders. Greg, help me bring these to the pickup counter. He needs food runners who can hit the ground quickly. 86 on the chicken and we're short-staffed. Let's pick it up. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Pump up the volume on your published book. Audiobooks generate new readers who love the storytelling format. We all have active multitasking lives now. With audiobooks, we can enjoy your book anywhere, anytime. Earn more profits. Tell your story to a new audience. Call Audiobook Network for a free guide. We produce your audiobook with professional voice actors and engineers, and then sell your audiobook on Amazon, Audible, and Apple iTunes. Call Audiobook Network at 800-495-1223. Call today, 800-495-1223. The Middle Eastern country of Saudi Arabia on Saturday executed 81 people convicted of crimes ranging from killings to belonging to militant groups. It's the largest known mass execution carried out in the kingdom in its modern history. Those executed included 73 Saudis, 7 Yemenis, and 1 Syrian. President Obama is under the weather for the next few days. Former President Barack Obama has tested positive for COVID-19. Obama tweeted that he's feeling fine other than a scratchy throat and reminded people to get vaccinated even as the number of cases in the U.S. goes down. Former First Lady Michelle Obama tested negative, he said. The country's death toll now stands at over 965,000 lives lost. The U.S. national case total has also surpassed 79.4 million confirmed cases, according to the latest data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Department of Health and Human Services. From the USA Radio Washington. Bureau. I'm John Hunt. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. 
Mainstream press continues to peddle propaganda on the vaccines. They're not safe or effective, the government had to admit, based on court documents and uh, pages released from their COVID research, ladies and gentlemen. Barack Obama vaccinated, but yet now he's got the COVID. And why they're using that to promote uh, vaccines is beyond me, because he's vaccinated and didn't do him a whole lot of good, now did it? All right, welcome back to the broadcast. Lowell Nelson with me, campaignforliberty.org. We're talking about the sacred role of state and county delegates, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they are the eyes and ears of the people. And I don't really have a whole lot more to say about this, except for we cannot forget this proper check and balance, ladies and gentlemen. They would like you to just jettison that, and then there's not a check and a balance on them gaining power. This is a way to prevent them from gaining power. This is a way for us to hold them check or in check, using the supreme law of the land to chain them down. Final word on this part, Lowell? Well, it's a decentralization of authority, right? Because it's very difficult to corrupt uh, local neighbors going to their own neighborhood mass meeting and and getting them to do you know something that's nefarious or or uh, wrong. Um, but you know, if you can centralize the voice of the people through computers and and, and so forth, uh, meaning you know uh, centralize a vote. Um, through a central location like a county clerk, then you can um, corrupt the the voice of the people much, much more easily. I'm not saying that it's done in all counties of the, of the state or of the country, but it's more easily done. We, we saw numerous examples of, of corruption and fraud in the election in battleground states in 2020. Uh, Republicans, of course, uh, complained about it loudly in 2020. Well, the Democrats complained loudly about it in 2016, and so it re- really comes down to which side can can uh, uh, be more corrupt. You know, which which side can cheat better or cheat worse, as the case may be. They they they're the side that wins the elections now. But if we if we take this back down to the precinct level, which is where it was 40, 50 years ago, then we won't have the same uh, opportunity uh, for corruption and fraud, but we will actually get it back down to the precinct level. What you mentioned early, in the earlier segment, Sam, is absolutely true. We Not only did we have precinct caucuses where we chose state and county party delegates, but we conducted our voting in our precincts in person. None of this mail-in ballot stuff garbage. And, uh, and so we, we need to get back to that, too. And we are, you know, endeavoring to get back to that, right, even here in Utah, which went away from that over the past uh, decade. Well, we are dragging, kicking and streaming, screaming back to that, um, that way of conducting elections, back to the precinct level. So and when both, you think about the very, 17th very Amendment, when you think about the 17th Amendment in conjunction with uh, mail-in balloting, what you've done is you've literally taken the state's power and authority away to a great degree. The check and balance is lost. Then when you go ahead and attack the precinct that everybody skips that and just does mail-in voting, what you're doing is chipping away at all the checks and balances that we have. You're literally chipping away at all the cross-checks, all the things that let the people uh, be truly in control. Uh, you know, they believe or want you to believe that, hey, don't worry, you've got control if you vote for your this and this and this directly, skip all this other garbage. But what they don't understand is they're disassembling 
what really chains them down. They're disassembling what really puts knowledge uh, and control in the hands of the American people. Final word on this, ladies and gentlemen. It is a sacred role of state and county delegates, and it is a sacred role that the precincts across America play. Do not forget it. Help us return to it because that's where real power uh, starts, and that's where real decision-making happens. And if they can get you to skip that or have you check out of that process, then they gain a unwieldy power over the people and lord over the people in ways that you know what we'll regret and then we come back and say well how come we can't do anything to fix this well because you gave all your power that would allow you to hold this in check away you're simply being bypassed and circumvented and manipulated into this and the only way to solve it is to get back to we the people okay you'll never be ignorant and free and you'll never have liberty if you're not involved in the process you got to guard your liberties jealously and if you don't, you will lose them, my fellow Americans. Understand that very clear. Let's take this example to make the point. There is conspiracy fact. We're here to prove it. Connor Boyack sends an email. A true conspiracy in modern propaganda. Lol? On Saturday, just two days ago, Sam, I received this great email from Connor Boyack, a really good friend of mine and yours, um, who, among other things, uh, Connor founded the Libertas Institute in Utah in 2011. That's a decade ago. Well, this is what he wrote in his email. Quote, this week marks 60 years since a horrifying conspiracy was attempted against the American people. On March 13, 1962, our top military leaders formally proposed killing Americans and blaming it on Cuba including domestic panic and outrage. Their ultimate goal, to drum up support for military intervention in Cuba. The official memorandum stated, the desired result from the execution of this plan would be to place the United States in the apparent position of suffering defensible grievances from a rash and irresponsible government of Cuba and to develop an international image of a Cuban threat to peace in the Western Hemisphere. The only reason this did not happen, JFK rejected their proposal, which was nicknamed Operation Northwoods. If he hadn't shut this plot down, the public would have been unknowingly misled, their emotions manipulated using false information to further someone's desired political agenda. Uh, Connor continues here. He's writing, all of this has been a quote so far, and he continues. He says, I'll be honest. When the Ukraine war started, I was emotionally manipulated. I saw images of a heroic-looking president in the midst of the conflict. He's speaking about Zelensky. Uh, news of Ukrainian soldiers on an island telling a Russian warship to get lost. And tales of the ghost of Kiev downing six Russian planes. These and so many other stories were total lies. Lies. I'll add that, and, and, and this is Connor still speaking here, he says, I'll add that much of the co corporate media spread further despite their professed love of fact checkers. Here's the, tough, here's the tough truth, he writes. When our attention is focused on one event or circumstance, especially one with a general consensus, that should raise warning bells. We should realize that pervasive propaganda is circulating 
hoping to shift our views in furtherance of someone else's goals. We should be skeptical when everyone else is immediately believing the generally accepted narrative, end of quote. So all of that was quote, quoted material from his uh, email, Sam. Now, that's not the whole email. I'm just taking the first, I just quoted the first half of it or the first third of it, basically. But Connor continues in his email letter to describe how, how politicians and the media manipulates our emotions to achieve mass acceptance of some idea and or direction. He then applies this observation to the media frenzy for Ukraine versus Russia, and he rightly observes that there are many and very deep interests at play in this conflict. And, and just a couple more lines quoting him, he says, and beyond the events themselves, the narrowing of our attention to one event elsewhere is a sort of sleight of hand causing the public to ignore other things we should be focused on and concerned about. This isn't to say what's happening in Ukraine isn't serious or worthy of attention, but we must challenge ourselves to think beyond the immediate surface-level narratives spinning from our social media feeds and TV screens. End of quote. Well, Sam, I agree. We, we, we have to be asking questions. You know, if I believe what is being said in the media, how is it going to benefit them? Right? How's it going to benefit the politicians, the state, the big media? What is big media pushing on us, pushing us to focus on, and why? And what does big media want us to, to not pay attention to? In other words, what are they distracting us from? Right? See, these are the important questions we need to be asking ourselves, uh, Sam, because critical thinking is so important, but it's a lost practice. It's a habit that we have forgotten about we we don't you know most people don't think critically anymore about what you know, the new what big media is, is telling them and uh, what politicians are telling them and so I just thought that the Connor's email is such an important and helpful reminder that we must be very wary of big media propaganda. In fact, Sam, I read through the Northwoods proposal last night and it is truly truly shocking what the Joint Chiefs of Staff recommended in 1962. Ladies and, and gentlemen, the fact is it was criminal. <laughs> and it's got to be much worse today, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor Boyack warns and explains how politicians and the media manipulate our emotions to achieve mass acceptance of their agenda. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson Campaign for Liberty.org with me. How policy, or I'm sorry, how politicians and the media manipulate our emotions to achieve mass acceptance of some idea and or direction they want us to focus on. That is jettison precincts. You don't need a mail, mail-in ballots so much easier, so much better. Hey, you don't need um, to really have your states have a seat at the table, the congressional table, no, uh, the 17th Amendment, and so on and so on. We have been manipulated so big time. We have moved further and further away from the checks and balances. And then people call me every day and go, Sam, what do I do? How do we fix this? How do we... You're not going to be able to if you allow them to continue to check you out of the game, ladies and gentlemen. You're on the bench checked out of the game going, how come I can't make a difference? Well, first off, you've got to get back in the game. and You've got to reject the denying of these tools to you that could make the very difference we're discussing. Let me give you an example of this deceit that's going on. Evan McMullen is a deceiver. He's running for Utah. Um, and this is serious. Lol, but there's similarities to point out, right? <laughs> there sure are, Sam. Um, he produced an ad, <clears throat> well, as a Google, uh, I'm sorry, an ad that went on uh, TV and in on Facebook, and basically the ad was a big lie about um, about uh, about Senator Mike Lee. Basically, he ran the following ad, Sam: "Quote as the world rallies around Ukraine." Mike Lee was one of the only two senators to oppose sanctions on Putin. Then he flew to the Kremlin and discussed dropping sanctions. Lee even opposed arming Ukrainians fighting for their lives. End of quote. Okay, so this is, is, is a big lie. This is a huge lie. And he's attempting to deceive the people of Utah so that Mike Lee loses his seat in the U.S. Senate. Why do they want Mike Lee out of the Senate? Because Mike Lee is one of the good guys back there. He has a 93% lifetime score on the Freedom Index published by the New American Magazine, for example. Um, and in fact, he scored 100% just last year in 2021. All four quarters, uh, the New American scores congressmen once a quarter. Now, I, now, I'll be the first to admit that Senator Mike Lee is not perfect, but his votes are almost always in alignment with the Constitution, as measured by the New American magazine. 
And the Constitution is the blueprint for liberty. And so they want him out of there. They really do. And so if we take a look at this very deceptive TV and Facebook ad, and well, actually, PolitiFact debunked this ad, believe it or not. Well, we can just follow them along. This ad mixes present events with events of the past, events and actions that Lee took years ago. So it turns out that Mike Lee voted in 2017, that's five years ago, he voted against sanctions against Russia. And I agreed with his 2017 vote, by the way, because where goods cross borders, armies do not. Commerce is a mutually beneficial transaction, folks. And the more commerce we have with our so-called enemies, the better. Because, like I say, where goods cross the borders, armies do not. Well, see, this ad is misleading because it says, it, it talks about the present tense uh, action of, of uh, Russia invading Ukraine, but the past tense actions of a Senator Lee who voted against sanctions five years ago, right? So notice how he mixes the past and the present in one statement in his ad. That is deceptive, Sam. And that is a big lie. He's trying to he's trying to persuade Utah voters into believing that Mike Lee currently opposes sanctions on Putin. And 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 when in reality it was five years ago that Mike Lee voted against sanctions on Putin. Well, then the next statement he says he flew to the Kremlin and discussed dropping sanctions. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this refers to a trip that Lee made more than three years ago before the in, uh, invasion, right? This is 2019. He did go to Moscow and visit with Konstantin Kostchev, head of the Russian Federation Council's Foreign Affairs Committee, and Lee wanted to maintain an open dialogue with Russia, kind of like Trump did. And, and so I agreed with that, because where people are communicating, they're less likely to fight. And so the Russian official complained about the sanctions, and Mike responded by saying that significant improvements in Russian policy, diplomacy, and behavior would be required. In other words, Mike Lee did not take the position that uh, in 2019 that he would drop the sanctions. You know, he, he said, you know, well, you've got to prove, improve things here in Russian policy in order to get those sanctions dropped. Right, that's the truth. Not what Evan McMullen said. And finally, the last part of McMullen's statement, um, he, that, that Mike Lee opposed arming Ukrainians. Well, what he, the McMullen campaign who produced the ad, uh, what they cite were seven votes that Mike Lee cast in one in 2014, one in 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. See, all of these votes in the you know, seven up to seven years ago, um, they claim that, that that that's how Mike Lee opposes um, arming Ukrainians because in each one of those votes, he voted against a measure that contained financial aid for Ukrainian. Well, the truth is that those were omnibus bills, meaning they the government was spending on nearly everything, everything from domestic welfare to foreign aid were in those omnibus bills, and Mike Lee voted against those bills, as he should have. I supported him in his votes against those bills. In fact, a vote against those omnibus bills was
was a vote for the Constitution because virtually everything in those omnibus bills was against the Constitution, ran counter to the the uh, the Constitution. And so, and so you see, Sam, this one at Facebook and, and TV ad that Evan McMullen produced he, is a big lie, and uh, against Mike Lee, and he's doing it because he's trying to to get Mike Lee out of office. Why? Because Mike Lee's doing some really good things back there in Washington D.C., and, uh, and 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 that makes them angry because they want they don't want truth tellers back in Congress. They don't want him in the Senate, and uh, they're doing everything they can to get him out of office. So, Sam, do you see the similarities between McMullen's ad and the Northwoods Operations Proposal of 1962? <laughs> well, you sure do, because both employ deception to achieve some desired outcome, Sam. I do, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to understand, again, the government gets in bed with media, Media paid oftentimes behind the scenes to do the bidding of government. This is how politicians and the media manipulate our emotions to uh, literally build consensus for an action or a belief or an understanding that they want us to have. It got done with the COVID vaccines. Literally, Barack funded a billion dollars to the media to deceive us all. And now we find out with a 55,000 pages a month release data dump from your government they knew the vaccines were not safe or effective but they promoted propaganda for their agenda anyway northwoods big time and now you got evan mullen in the state of utah he's a deceiver he's dishonestly threading together this dishonest narrative about mike lee their goal to have you think mike lee's a nutcase and to put their candidate in place ladies and gentlemen sanctions kill innocent people and also destroy our liberty. Jacob Hornberger writes an incredible piece uh, warning us to avoid the propaganda of war. Lol. Right, and this uh, uh, destroys liberty aspect of sanctions is something that I never really thought seriously about, Sam, until I read this article yesterday. And it's a great article. We don't have time to discuss the whole thing this morning, but it's found at ronpaulinstitute.org. About and, and it's entitled "Sanctions Kill Innocent People and Also Destroy Our Liberty." Well, we're all familiar with the Iraqi sanctions of the 1990s, where over a half a million uh, children, Iraqi children, died because of U.S. sanctions on Iraq. Everybody remembers that. In fact, we remember Madeleine Halfright saying that the deaths of half a million Iraqi children were quote uh, worth it end quote. Right, and so that's the damage that sanctions can do. But they, it, but sanctions also destroy our liberty. There was a gentleman named Sachs who saw what was happening in Iraq, and he couldn't he couldn't take it anymore. He refused um, to allow the sanctions to uh, to stop him, and so he went to uh, Iraq with medicine and other supplies to help, um, and his name is Bert, Bert Sachs. He traveled to Iraq with medicines and other supplies to help the Iraqi people um, and, 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 you know, just out of humanitarian for love of humanity. That's what he did. Well, U.S. officials went ballistic, Sam. In their minds, this Bert Sachs was a traitor because he dared to help people the U.S. regime wanted dead. And so 
And so what they did, they, the U.S. government fined Sachs $10,000, but to his credit, he refused to pay them even one red cent. And recently, a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit against Sachs, saying that the statute of limitations had expired. Well, I would have much been, I, it would have been much better if the judge dismissed the suit on the grounds that its brutal sanctions on the Iraqi people were not only unconscionable, but also an unconstitutional infringement on the economic liberty of the American people. And see, that's what happens with sanctions. You, you destroy your own people's ability to associate freely and to buy and sell economically. Right. And so look at what happened when last week Biden proclaimed a ban on the importation and use of Russian oil. Prices skyrocketed. And what does that do to you and me right here in the U.S. of A.? Well, that means we're paying more at the pump. And so his his actions, his sanctions on Russian oil is directly affecting you and me in the pocketbook and it's depriving us of the liberty that is represented in the money that you and I have in our back pockets and want to spend. And and so Sam, that's that's the bottom line when it talks you know, I talk about sanctions uh, destroy our own liberty. That's exactly what is happening here in this case too, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, it's serious indeed sanctions kill innocent people. When someone applauds the imposition of sanctions on another country, we hope, ladies and gentlemen, we will stand up and oppose such a warlike, abusive action. And we hope you will understand that it's destructive of life and liberty, not only to the country we're talking about, but to us at home as well. We are not going to get peace through war, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lie that's been told in the propaganda of media in bed with government for decades. The solution, ladies and gentlemen, is to communicate and to trade and to do things which align us and our interests in appropriate, meaningful, free market ways. Lowell Nelson, thank you so much, sir. You're welcome, Sam. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Great work for Lowell and Sam. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for March the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two with the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips? 
We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As Dr. Scott Bradley would put it, our goal is to preserve the nation. Amen to that. Thus, his Collegiate series is available online to do just that, preserve the nation. Uh, FreedomsRisingSun.com is the website for his curriculum, for his weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. Check it out, FreedomsRisingSun.com. And speaking of the good doctor, he's in the house now. Welcome, my dear friend. I hope you had a delightful God, family, country-filled weekend, sir. And I hope you and all of the listeners did, too. I... <coughs> This is our first, by the way, i got to say this. I'll, I'll let a little alone after this, but i got to say this. I, this is our first business day on Daylight Savings Time. And, you know, I don't have anything against Daylight Savings Time, and I don't have anything against Standard Time. I just wish that we quit letting the government dink around with our lives so constantly about things that make absolutely no sense at all. Now, I just, uh, it, it's like the wise old chief said, you can't take, cut a foot off of the one end of the blanket and sew it on the other end of the blanket and make it longer. It's just not physics. People tell me, you know, Ben Franklin thought about this idea clear back in the 1700s, and you love Ben Franklin, and so therefore you must love this. I say, you know, Ben Franklin was mortal. And if this was one of his mistakes, it's it's okay if it's his, but we don't have to per continue to perpetrate it on everybody. I just wish they'd quit dinking around with it, leave us alone, quit trying to say the government is control of everything. You know, when I was young, I worked on a couple of different dairy farms. The cows didn't know the difference in the time. They just didn't. And so just to shoehorn us into some kind of something that has no absolute value ultimately we do it and and we we think it's just fine that the government can mess with our body rhythms every time and again i don't care pick one and anyway. but i do i do care though i would support standard time i think moving to daylight savings time is a government manipulation let's just quit moving forward and let's quit moving back let's just stop doing it and if you stop doing it without making more changes you'd just be on standard time right well, let me just say this about that, now that you bring that up. God's time is standard time. Okay, now you say, what? How do you understand? How what? Now, and I teach kids how to tell time using the Milky Way. That's not the Milky Way, the the, the polar star, or star, and uh, the Big Dipper. And uh, you can tell time. It takes just one slight adjustment mathematically to change it when it comes to to uh, daylight savings time, but it fits perfectly when you do it with standard time. Standard time is what the heavenly stars, if you will, manifest to us constantly. And when we change it to Milky Way, I mean, excuse me, to uh, the uh, uh, daylight savings time, you do have to make one last adjustment to bring it into that daylight savings time that is locally recognized. So yeah, you can tell time by the stars. You can do it by lunar also, but that's more complicated. But by the stars is a very simple process. And um, I just, if, if there's a standard time, it is that time. And so yeah, okay, let's leave it. I'll, I'll go with that. I'm happy with it. And, and, and so my logic is why spring forward and then say, okay, we're gonna quit tampering with it now. 
Why not just stop going forward, stop going back, just quit doing it, and just stay on standard time? Now, if you want to say we have too many time zones in America, or if you want to do something, you know, fine. I'm for simplifying even more. Well, okay, but, just... but people are telling you why this daylight savings time is unhealthy, though. This changing back and forth. Literally, we have more lives lost. We have great expense. I mean, there's just no advantage at all. It poses a host of health concerns. It's not healthy. Neurologists explain this stuff. Um, well, by, by and large, it goes we, on have and on. Same, we have the same number of, of uh, different time zones, by and large. I mean, there's some that don't change. But by and large, the same number of time zones across the nation by the way, it's interesting to note that nobody cared about that kind of stuff until we got a transcontinental railroad that said we've got to have a time that the trains can run on so they're not bumping onto each other. And so they, they set up these, these regionally segmented time zones, and, and that was to keep the trains, you know, from, like I say, bumping into each other. But, but the fact of the matter is, historically, you looked up in the sky and you met them on the uh, street at high noon or you didn't, you know. And... Uh, and so it's really an interesting phenomena that we mess with body rhythms and, and uh, everything a couple of times a year, and uh, and then we do it again each time. We uh, It's just strange to me. So anyway, probably enough said. Ben Franklin messed this one up if he was an advocate of it, but uh, it wasn't a major, um, a major issue when all the other good that he did too. By the way, Ben Franklin was probably the most preeminent American of his era. He was the face of America, if you will. Uh, he was known in Europe as being an advocate of our cause. He spent many years abroad advocating that. And by the way, that's one of the reasons we have a phrase in the Constitution about the president's qualifications, because Ben Franklin, on numerous occasions during the Constitution Convention of 1787, because he had been absent from the country so long, had to be brought up to date often on issues that, that were issues, literal, you know, on-the-table issues. He said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what's that, what's that going on? And they had to tell him, here's, here's why this is something that's important. His being out of the country had kept him out of touch, and uh, that's why the president has to be in touch, not only a natural-born citizen, but has to have lived here and uh, at an extended period of time. So anyway... That isn't, I'm sure, where you wanted to go. Well, hey, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. So the time for daylight savings time is long gone. Even if you could justify it back in the day for the railroad or whatever else, uh, it's long gone, ladies and gentlemen. And the hazards of daylight savings time persist. Okay, that's what you got to know about it. I say we go back to standard time and leave it alone. Well, that's what the stars tell us. That's what the cows tell us. I mean, the natural rhythms of your body and the, you know, it, it's just amazing. And, and we think the government gets to basically set everything for us, including our watches. Crazy. And tell us how much water can be in our toilet tank and what kind of light bulbs we can run. And, you know, whether we got to be in a propaganda uh, school so many hours a day or whatever. I mean, every single aspect of our lives is dictated. We're in a mother may I society, and it's absolutely absurd, and and um, it, it just isn't necessary. All right, there you have it. Some call it springing forward, but taking two steps back. Uh, <laughs> is daily daylight savings time a hazard? 
a neurologist explains the dangers of daylight savings time. You know, but again, here's the problem, too. If government can't even get huh, daylight savings time gone, how likely is it that they can get a lot of the other things we need solved solved? Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. They can fix these little viruses that wander about the land. I mean, don't you worry. Uh-huh. They're going to take care of you. <laughs> oh, right. no thanks. I appreciate it. No sarcasm I, 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 there. Leave me, leave me alone there. I just prefer to just be alone. But the, the neurologists explain the dangers of daylight savings time. We no doubt the time for it's long gone, and we also know the hazards of daylight savings time are legion, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, I don't know if you got wind of Matt Staver's article that he wrote talking about his court reality so matt staver over at liberty council and others have been in court fighting government over covid vaccines and they've managed to accomplish a lot dr bradley uh and so for example the government joe and crew the administration wanted to force us to wait 75 years for information on the vaccines and uh, matt staver and others said "Uh uh-uh we're gonna we're gonna get it now and the judge agreed and the judge is ordered now starting March 1st, so what's that, you know, two weeks ago almost, right, Yeah. Uh, to go ahead and start releasing 55,000 pages a month. And then Matt Staver articulates out of the first 55,000 um, release or page dump, whatever you want to call it, data dump, we have learned that the vaccines they knew and they know are not safe or effective. And that they literally spent a billion dollars in propaganda to the media to lie about this to we the people. It's criminal and people should go to jail. This is beyond Nuremberg stuff now. All right. Um, And so anyway, we're gaining more information every second about the truth. And we were right all along. They called us conspiracy nuts. They shut down my Twitter account for reporting this. But we know now there are deaths and injuries through the roof. The VARS database. Uh, experts say only tells, you know, hey, it's 20 times worse than the VARS database even articulates. But uh, this is serious. And, and the, the amount of illnesses and side effects and everything else from the vaccines literally are over a thousand. Even in this first data dump, we gained all this knowledge and information, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but when we get back, I want to talk about Haley Bieber. Yeah, supermodel was hospitalized. It's Justin Bieber's wife. I'm going to tell you about it, and we're going to do it in seconds. They're starting to emit information now because they know we have the truth and the upper hand on our side. We'll talk about it with Dr. Bradley in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. 
TheEpicTimes.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The propaganda by the media continues, ladies and gentlemen, so basically... Sources told TMZ that the wife of superstar musician, Justin Bieber, her name is Haley Bieber. She's a supermodel in her own right. She's only 28 years old, and she was admitted to a Palm Springs hospital after suffering what they call a medical emergency. Bieber's symptoms included neurological issues that affected her movement, which typically presents in older people, TMZ reported. Bieber posted a statement to her Instagram, which read, On Thursday morning, I was sitting eating breakfast with my husband, and I started to have stroke-like symptoms and was taken to the hospital. They found that I had suffered a very small clot, in blood clot in my brain, which caused a small lack of oxygen. But my body had passed it on, and, well, I recovered completely within a few hours, she says. Although this was definitely one of the most scary moments of my life, hey, we're making it through. I'm home now and doing well. All right? Now, they say that a lot of people develop what's called long-haul COVID, wherein neurological and other major bodily organs realize uh, the effects and have symptoms for years. Uh, Anyway, it goes on. But here's the reason that I bring this up, Dr. Bradley. They don't say a word about her being vaccinated or not. Uh, And I don't know for a fact that she's vaccinated or not because the media has not really reported. But she and her husband did go to an event that claimed that they required vaccines for her to be at that event. And she was there. So we have kind of circumstantial evidence that she is vaccinated. But here's what's fascinating. Barack Obama got covid even though he was vaccinated and he was boosted and he was everything else. And they say, yeah, you know, Barack got kind of sick, but he's doing fine. The symptoms are very mild. You should go get vaccinated. However, when this Haley Bieber story comes across the wire, they don't say a word about her being vaccinated because it's most likely the vaccine that caused this sudden rush to the hospital doctor. They don't want to admit this. And this is where they're lying. But when you read Matt Staver's 55,000-page summary dump of data, you begin to understand it's almost assured that vaccines had the effect on Haley Bieber. Very interesting. You want to comment on this, doctor? Just briefly. I mean, so 
So they just recently celebrated Justin's 28th birthday. She's only 25, which which oh, uh, kind of it, what it really kind of does is it, it brings to light the risk of the younger set to get these kinds of things. And again, had she not been vaccinated, I'm pretty confident they would have said, yeah, he had symptoms, she got vaccinated, everything's cool or whatever. But she did, uh, she did have these symptoms. This is very, very common. Uh, an individual uh, that I have as a very, very good friend, he tried and tried to get his uh, son uh, which is in about that age group, to not get the vaccine. The son said it was required for his work. He got it anyway, and uh, and he is having these neurological problems now. Actually, his biggest problem is, is uh, inflammation of the heart, which is another common problem. And it all goes back to this effort that they made to, for 75 years to keep this information from us. The little bit we've got right now so far indicates unequivocally it was absolutely a flat-out lie to say it is safe and effective. First of all, they hadn't done enough testing for a long enough period of time to even know the short-term consequences, let alone the long-term consequences. And the effectiveness of it has proven to be maybe, maybe 5%. When Barack Obama says, oh, yeah, I was vaccinated, but I got, I got a little case here. Is he lying to us? I mean, he's never lied to us, I'm sure. But is he lying to us? That has to be a question mark in everybody's mind. Maybe he didn't get the vaccine. Maybe somebody in his inner circle said, you know what, this is so questionable, we're going to kind of say, let's hold off for a while until we got more information. We don't know. But the fact of the matter is, if he is vaccinated, as he says, it shows that it doesn't stop you from receiving it or from spreading it. It is not safe or effective Absolutely, they cannot claim that evidentially. There is no evidence that would support that. And the 55,000 pages that is being released, uh, they do it every month. Why don't they put it all out at once? Is it like we, you know, they don't trust no, us? No, because they got to redact it? and redact and redact. And that takes a lot of time there, doctor. Oh, I'm sure. But but this thing, oh, let's talk about the VAERS thing now. You talked about it. All right, hold on. Before uh, we get to the VAERS thing, so really quick, I'm saying with Haley Bieber, she was vaccinated, right? Did the jab cause these symptoms? They want to avoid that discussion like the plague. That's why there's absolutely. no talk about it. But they do say that her husband got COVID also. So if he had the jab, then he got COVID. It didn't stop it for him either. And then, you know, now she's got these symptoms and everything else. I'm just telling you, folks, it's disaster. And all evidence points this way. And manipulation in the media in bed with the government is the cause of Americans being so deceived on this. But we're setting the record straight. Matt Staver, Liberty Roundtable, many people in partnerships are doing so, including the VARS database, doctor. Well, this database that they've got is established by the government. It is the only source that we can go to that has a, a broad net that they're capturing, these, capturing this information in. So there isn't something else out there, but it is the government's established program. And so there is not one, not any, not anywhere study that has ever said that they are over-reporting. Uh, people say, to, oh, no, it's not credible. It's over-reporting everything. Say, where's the study? Show me the study. There is no study. No study whatsoever that says they're over-reporting adverse outcomes. And and when you look at it, they're, they're, the best studies that show that there's 
at, at worst only 1% being reported and at best maybe 10% that are being reported. And so many people have adopted a, a factor of 41. Whatever number is there, if there's 22,000 dead, multiply it by 41. Okay, do the math on these things to get what is, in, is the best information we have. Nobody can say it's perfect. And, and it's probably way underreported, okay? But there's nothing that says it's overreporting. And so what we have is an unmitigated disaster going on using the government's own statistics. And this lie, it is a lie that it's safe and effective. And there is no justification for that, not in their initial data. And, and of course, this is, this is dribbling out. They had, as I recall, like nine pages, fine print of adverse reactions, different categories of adverse reactions that happened when they were first bringing it out to run it through a study. Nine fine print pages that said that, okay? They knew about this. They lied to us. They lied. People died. And probably the lucky ones in many instances are people that died because many people would be adversely affected for the rest of their life. I mean, this Bieber wife, you know, if she had a stroke when she's 25 for crying out loud, now the rest of her life, is she going to have, you know, this risk of, of something that's going to debilitate her? What about the Guillain-Barre stuff, this polio-like uh, symptom of par paralysis? What about inflammation of the heart? What about neuromuscular kinds of things? What about... Uh, well, I, I have to call it AIDS. It's acquired by the jab. Immune deficiency. It, it was acquired by immune deficiency. I mean, by the jab because, and it gives you a, a compromised immune system. I mean, these kinds of things will probably dog people for the rest of their lives. And, and for them well, and beyond, there's all, even in the uh, research about the side effects and everything else, it affects the male sperm. It affects the female's ability to to have children. They said that it had no uh, relationship to the procreative reality. Um, but now they're being forced to admit that, yes, indeed, there's a lot there, too. So this might be way beyond people's lives. This might be multi-generational. We don't even have all the goods in on this yet, doctor. Well, you're right. And, and by the way, uh, he doesn't need me to advocate it because it has been a gangbuster success. But uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. put a book out, The Real Anthony Fauci. I must tell you, I've been going through it. Holy Hannah. It is not an easy read. It looks almost like a legal disposition, I mean, deposition. It, it, it's written edge to edge. <laughs> it is meticulously, meticulously documented with footnotes. Every, every single chapter has, oh, 100, 150 footnotes to it. Each chapter, we're not talking about the end of the book, has these amazing documentations that everybody can go do their own research on. And I am here to tell you that it has been diabolically foisted upon us, that has been many decades in its approach. And this uh, approach to using this mRNA thing is, uh, it's had some really, really bad outcomes in tests they've done in past decades. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. A quick pause, coming back with some good news as we switch gears to the great state of Alabama on your radio. Exposing corruption. 
Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russia needs help with its invasion of Ukraine and is asking China. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News Monday morning says Russia could be at a tipping point if America stays strong. If we could reverse court and actually send the fighters in, that would be a morale booster for the Ukrainians and it would hurt Putin because it shows that we're determined to stay in this fight. President Trump hasn't said for sure if he will run in 2024, but he's doing a lot of teasing about it. He held a rally Saturday in Florence, South Carolina. Other countries are lecturing us and telling us what to do. And that's why we are seeing chaos and mayhem and bloodshed all over the world. Five people experiencing homelessness were shot, two of which were killed in a number of attacks in D.C. and New York City that police say were committed by the same suspect. They are encouraging people who are homeless to seek shelters for their safety. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. There are hundreds of thousands of members and they love it. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating and... This is obviously huge. The typical family saves around $6,000 a year switching to MediShare. Find out more. They're great to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. Pfizer says you should get a fourth COVID-19 shot. Pfizer now plans to submit data to the Food and Drug Administration for a fourth COVID shot soon. And they say they're working on a vaccine that may protect against all coronavirus variants. Here's CEO Albert Borla speaking on CNBC. I think we're going to submit to FDA a significant package of data about the need for a fourth dose. And they need to make their own conclusions, of course. And then CDC also to, to see it. But clearly, there is a need in, the, uh, in an environment of Omicron to boost the immune response. Borla's comments came exactly two years after COVID was declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization. From the USA Radio Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. A series of shootings targeting homeless men in New York City and Washington, D.C. were carried out by the same suspect, according to police officials. Five shootings have left two men dead, taking place over a nine-day period this month. The mayors of both cities issued a joint statement Sunday night saying a cold-blooded killer is on the loose. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, riding shotgun on the show today. Uh, all I can tell you is this, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey in the news. Kay Ivey signed on Wednesday a constitutional carry bill into law that allows permitless, quote, concealed carry in the Yellowhammer State. The new law will take effect January 1st, and it'll be the 22nd state in the Union, ladies and gentlemen, that I guess um, has constitutional carry. You want to respond to this one, Doctor? 
Well, we all got constitutional carry, actually, if you kind of read carefully what the actual wording is, shall not be infringed, okay? But, you know, it's interesting that there's a, there is a, a more broad and widespread, if you will, uh, recognition that some of the, the studies that have been done uh, about uh, uh, firearms, more guns, less crime kind of thing, to quote one of them that was done uh, a number of years ago. And uh, I've got a number of those things in the back of my book where we, we can do, you know, the, uh, uh, what's his name, McGrath and Lott, some of these guys that have done some real, they're very academic studies of firearms. And they have found the exact opposite of what the media would have you believe. And uh, and, and uh, Lot, for example, clear back in uh, 1998, <coughs> wrote a little book called, it's only 321 pages long, More Guns, Less Crime. And uh, McGrath wrote a book called Gunfighters, Highwaymen, and Vigilantes, Violence in the Frontier. What they found was that with more guns on the streets, there was by and large, less violence. Everybody was a little more polite, shall we say, you know. So, yeah, these uh, states are discovering that. It's absolutely astounding that some of them are actually adopting it. And to your point, Dr. Bradley, it shouldn't be that KIV has to do anything at all. Uh, but, you yeah. know, and it, so we don't need another law telling us we can constitutionally carry uh, when the you know Second Amendment does just fine saying thou shalt not be infringed. Uh, sadly, though, you know what, due to reciprocity, due to, um, you know, vaccine, or, I'm sorry, gun permits and concealed carry permits and da 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 it's become necessary, though, to double down on this. And at least 22 states now and growing are saying, hey, we support constitutional carry. So it's a start, ladies and gentlemen, and I know it's, you know, we shouldn't even need it. But yet at the same time, uh, it is good news when governors recognize it. Uh, to say the least. All right, uh, the next terror. Yes, sir. I was just going to say Article 4 of the Constitution, Section 1 and 2, would reinforce the idea that if I have a concealed carry, and again, there really shouldn't be necessary, but if they're going to do that, if I have a concealed carry in the state of Utah, uh, I, Section 1 says full faith and credit shall be given to each state, in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state. And then Section 2 says the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. So if in Utah I have a concealed carry, it should apply in California, but California doesn't see it that way. So <laughs> Yeah, there's like 38 rate, states that accept the concealed carry permit from Utah, and you don't right. have to have a concealed carry in Utah anymore. However, uh, many are recommending that you have one anyway, Dr. Bradley. Well, I've been a concealed carry instructor for many years, and again, I, 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 I know all the nuances and the arguments and everything else like that in regards to the Second Amendment overrides any of these other things. But I got to tell you, there's been so many times. Now, I guess I shouldn't have been pulled over as often as I have, but so many times when I've been um, pulled over by uh, a traffic cop, that um, uh, to be able to pull out the concealed carry. Permit has has, has kind of kept the uh, frenzy down a little bit. Although I must say that one time when I did show it to an officer, that uh, exacerbated the problems dramatically. Well, not dramatically, but 
it kept me delayed a lot longer because uh, of his fear factor. But at any rate, um, usually you, you show them both things and they say, you armed today? And yes, I am. Of course I am for the same reason you are. And we can have that kind of discussion. But um, but the point of the matter is they say, well, where is it? I tell them and they say, okay, well, let's not uh, make any moves that would make me think you're getting it and we're all okay. But the fact of the matter is um, this Second Amendment thing, um, it has been it has been perverted by courts and legal uh, opinion and uh, the idea of legislative actions, everything. We go clear back to the uh, Miller case in the 1930s and point out how that is cited erroneously. And, um, and basically what the Supreme Court decided in the Miller case was that the, uh, the Firearms Act of 1934 uh, made the rule such that if a firearm had ever been used in a military environment, it should be allowed to be carried. And uh, the, the issue at stake with a short barrel shotgun that a couple of um, rum runners <laughs> were carrying when they got picked up, and the Supreme, the whole thing, we don't, I guess we don't need to go through the whole thing, but the Supreme Court said that because nobody appeared before them on the side of the defense to point out that short-barreled shotguns had been used militarily since their invention, that because of that they had to assume they had not been used militarily and therefore the government could regulate them. Just an absurd perversion of it, particularly since a couple of the Supreme Court justices had served in World War One, and unequivocally had experience with short-barreled shotguns. They were so extensively used. But because nobody presented it in court that it had been a military firearm, they had to say, well, it, since it isn't a military firearm, the government can regulate it. That isn't how it's presented to anybody. They say no, the but, but the idea that we're going to assume something uh, in a court of law and then we're going to have law or we're going to have manipulated, you know, pretend legislation, if you will, that kind of backs this uh, is foolish and wrongheaded as well and sets, in no my question. opinion, dishonest uh, court case precedents uh, against the supreme law, which has, in my opinion, all precedents. Uh, but there you yeah, have no the question. debate, ladies and gentlemen. All right, the next terror wave against the U.S. is looming. WorldNet Daily or WND.com writes this uh, incredible article, uh, and they point to a couple of things to uh, highlight that this terror wave is a common. First one, as the world focuses on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, others are now worried that China will copy Putin's playbook in Taiwan. The next terror wave against the U.S. is looming. Uh, this is very serious. Will China do this, do you think? Uh, we're only prepared to deal with, quote, one war at a time, supposedly. This could be disaster, Doctor. We're not prepared to deal with one at a time. We have, we have vacated our responsibility militarily for the proper use of the military, and uh, we've, we've undermined it at every turn, our, our uh, combat readiness, uh, everything is being gutted by everything from sexual perversion and and uh, new regulations. Well, no, they're not regulations. They're taking them all off. Somebody wants to come in and get do a, a gender modification. Hey, come on down, they say. Uh, somebody wants to uh, stay healthy. Oh, no, you got to take the jab, which we've talked about already today, about all the downsides to the young people. 
Uh, it's absolutely absurd. Oh, let me just use some, It is related to what you're talking about here. Uh, did you hear about that uh, guided missile ship that's uh, being kept in port in Virginia? Because the commander of that ship will not take the jab. He's a young guy, 18-year veteran of the, of the Navy. He's fit. He's uh, trim. Uh, he's uh, fighting lean. And uh, the Navy is throwing a temper tantrum and saying this multi-billion dollar ship, this extremely high-tech, uh, effective fighting weapon, is being kept in uh, port because uh, this guy has sued because he applied for a uh, uh, religious exemption. And, uh, of course, the Navy, the only religious exemptions they've really given is people that were already out processing. They were on terminal leave. They were leaving the military service. The only ones that got an exemption were already going out the door. So uh, everybody else has been denied. And this guy says, no, I want to stay in, but I, I want to not have to take the jab. All the reasons we've talked about this morning about how it is not safe and effective. There is no proof of that, absolutely zero. There's only the lie that is being told almost universally, and there's a lot of other evidence that indicates that it is not safe and effective, and the VAERS report is just one indication. We've, we've got reports that have been surfacing in regards to the uh, military personnel and, and uh, a lot of the egregious um, difficulties they're having since they started administering the jab. So here's a guy that said, no, you didn't really do what the Regis uh, Act requires, and you didn't look at it, and the courts agreed with him. They're saying you can't relieve him from your duty, and you can't uh, punish him. So here we go. They're keeping this guided missile ship in port. When good people stand up, wonderful things happen, ladies and gentlemen. So when we get back for Dr. Bradley, will China pull an invasion of Taiwan? Will Taiwan's response be similar to the Ukraine's? We'll talk about these worrisome crises in We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Want to talk about this but i will i'm just so mad i didn't get asked to the junior prom and it's raining which means by the time i get to school i'm soaking wet dad picked me up just after i left and i was so mad i got out and he said wait your mom said to give you this i forgot my lunch money and then i dropped it in the water and i was late for history and so at lunchtime i had to find something on john stuart mill which of course our library didn't have so i had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom and she found something on the internet and called me back and karen she wouldn't even help me and that's a whole nother story but dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot
got the bibliography, so I had to do that with my mother when I got home. And it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning. And I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew. But my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team. And, you know, I'm just not going to go to the prom, no matter who asks me. I just want to stay home with my mom and dad. Family. And just hang out. Isn't it about time? Unless Dustin asks me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Come on, my fellow Americans. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips when Dr. Scott Bradley's on the radio. So do you think that Taiwan will be invaded by China? Will they follow the lead of Russia and the Ukraine? And uh, what will America do? What, what, what do you think will happen there? Are we, are we seeing a pattern that's going to um, take hot spots and make them, whoa, um, quadruple hot spots? What, what, are, what do you think, Dr. Bradley? You know, I, I don't know as anybody really cares what I think. I mean, I know I thank you for asking me, but to tell you the truth, um, you know, we know from reading the scriptures there'll be wars and rumors of the wars that will be going on in, in these last days. Uh, we also know that uh, we have absolutely flaky, failed administration over this nation at this time. Um, you know, you could say absolutely from that these are going to happen. On the other hand, you could say, well, you know what, China's taken over the world uh, one economic decision after another without having to fire a shot. I mean, they are in the catbird seat. Uh, they're they're literally in position to take the dollar out of its uh, ascendancy as the world currency uh, because of so many things that are happening. Uh, the Russians are going to be looking to the Chinese more and more probably for some, uh, you know, support in regards to what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, and and you know it's it's why would China want a war right now when when they're getting everything they want without having to to make any steps? It's just a little patience, everything will fall into their hands like ripe fruit. So it, it's hard to say what's going to happen. I will say this, though, that there's been a uh, virtually everything we've been, every war we've been involved in since uh, uh, World War II has been because of unconstitutional uh, founding fathers uh, basically warned against entangling alliances. And we can prove that every way to Sunday, as we say. But everything else, I mean, you think of the of the Southeast Asia debacle that happened, uh, the Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, CETO. You look at the NATO uh, alignments that are tr attempting to bring us into this war with Ukraine. But where we've been, you know, whether it's Bosnia or Afghanistan or wherever, the NATO alignments have happened and that, have, that have brought that about. But the words of the Founding Fathers were, number one, don't get entangled in alliances. Number two... You're a fool, and this, I'm abbreviating it a little bit. You're a fool to think that a treaty uh, automatically brings us into war. But with uh, back in 1954, I believe it was, and uh, it was effective at least uh, through 1980, a Sino-American Mutual Defense Treaty. It's for the uh, uh, basically protect the island of Taiwan against the invasion of People's Republic of China. And, uh, and so there's going to be people that are going to say we're obligated to step in and protect Taiwan if something like that happens. And there's little, you know, tit-for-tat kind of things that happen in the, the little uh, channel between the two mainland and that island and everything. But, but there's going to be, I mean, I can guarantee, guarantee the Lindsey Graham will not be happy unless we're killing Marines if something happens over in, in Taiwan. So whether it's going to happen or not, I, I can't 
come up with a good reason that China would come up with because they're already getting what they want with, with the disastrous international policies or lack thereof of the Biden administration? So why would they attack their economic strength? Yeah, so my, my prediction is it will not happen now, Dr. Bradley, but eventually okay. at some point in history it will happen. The timing is not right. As long as they're continuing to get what they want, they'll relax. There's no value uh, in making things worse. However, there's also another serious issue to be concerned about as well. A worrisome crisis is unfolding in Africa. Believe it or not, they say militaries have launched successful coups in five countries in that region and have attempted in at least four others since 2020. So while you and I are distracted with COVID, they've literally had coups in Africa in five partner countries or whatever you want to say. And four of them, they've tried and, and not been successful so far. But that's nine in just two years that most Americans haven't even heard about. So we're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking, uh, and uh, things are getting hot. And the only way I can see to uh, calm things down is for the United States to get out, to retract, to back off, to avoid foreign entanglements, and to lead by, uh, you know what, putting a light on a hill. Uh, being the lead in, in um, honest, open trade. Being the leader in free markets. Being the leader in, okay, that's the only way that I believe we can reduce and avert a lot of this, Dr. Bradley. But we seem to be at the thick of every single one of them. Well, and, th and that's by design. I mean, the glo every single arrangement we're in is a regional arrangement under the United Nations. NATO was, CETO was. The, uh, all of these arrangements that we are drawn into war with, they're harking back to the United Nations agreement, and then the treaty uh, ties it back into that. And by the way, the, you know, that uh, uh, tr treaty that I was telling you about moments ago with, with Taiwan, it was kind of superseded by a Taiwan Relations Act that uh, uh, some of the contents of the act uh, survived the treaty and everything. It, it kind of falls short of promising Taiwan direct military assistance, but, but a lot are going to turn to that. And, and you're right, we need to show by example the value of what we bring with a, a free market and everything, a, the freedom, God-given rights, all of those things, show by example. And, and quit trying to enforce and convert by the sword everything around the world. But I suspect <coughs> with those people that are, uh, that are uh, at the head of the government, if you will, in, in uh, positions of a bully pulpit that they can share with everybody in the world at any time, like the Lindsey Grahams of the world, they're going to beat the war drums regardless. And um, I, I think that if we had a solid, substantive, diplomatic core that that was able to establish a foreign policy that was based upon the original intent of the American founding fathers. First of all, we wouldn't be in all these scrapes all over the world. But second of all, a lot of other countries would be looking to us and saying, wait, wait, hey, hey, how do they do that? I, I hearken back to back. In, well, hold uh, on, doctor. And more than how do they do that? They'd say, how do I become part of that? Exactly. And I don't uh, mean they want they to give up their sovereignty and not have their own country. I'm saying they would want to look at our blueprint and uh, enact um, methods to follow that a success story, which is what Absolutely. happened in the early part of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We were the most uh, copied constitution in the world. They, they applied it poorly. But I think back, back in, in uh, September of uh, 1963, 
uh, I went to see John F. Kennedy. Uh, of course, I wasn't. It wasn't an invitation to the White House, but he came to Salt Lake City and he uh, did his little entourage through the city, and then he went over to the to the Tabernacle on Temple Square and uh, gave a speech. It was the largest venue in in the, the town at the time, and um, in that he he really chastened the United States for what he termed isolationism. And he hearkened to, you mentioned Africa. There was a, a huge, huge communist takeover going on in, in Congo. The United Nations was helping it happen. There was a breakaway province called Katanga at the time that was a Western-based kind of economy and everything. The United Nations was bombing them into the communist regime that was over the rest of Congo. Kennedy fully supported that. And, you know, this was back in 63, people. And, and the, our support has been for the establishment and spread of the communist socialist red blanket, if you will, that's been covering America, I mean the world, uh, and well, it's largely covering America too. But the fact of the matter is the United States has facilitated all over the world these kind of coup d'etats that have brought less liberty instead of more liberty. And Kennedy chastened the nation for not getting behind the idea that we had to bomb Katanga back into the Congo. Katanga, like I say, was a Western-based economy. They had, they had civilization. They had an economy. They had uh, peace and everything else like that. They just wanted to be on their own. And uh, we helped them get lassoed into the communist regime. And Kennedy spoke very, very uh, extensively about that in Salt Lake City back in September of 1963. But the point of the matter is uh, these things are happening. The scriptures tell us that they're going to happen. We could avoid it through righteousness and through the proper application of principle. We could be an example. People would look to us, seek to emulate it. And I think a lot of their own challenges would be mitigated by the fact that more people knew about the real Americanist principles that made us the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, and most prosperous nation in the world. But the way it is, we want to bomb them into submission. Yeah, and the way it is, it's just going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to have wars and rumors of wars. And as we, as an immoral people, involve ourselves in unjust wars and interactions, uh, you can expect more of the same unless we turn to God and repent. I want to end talking about Doritos. Yeah, it turns out that the Dorito makers are removing chips to keep bags the same price so when you buy a bag it'll be the same you know bag it just has less chips in it company blames inflation uh, as the cause so even your doritos are affected now uh, by joe biden's policies dr bradley well you know it's interesting you know when you go and buy a, a a bag of doritos someday or anything and it has one chip in it i mean you look at what what gasoline has done in the last couple of weeks you look at what has done in the last couple of years, for crying out loud. It is not just this. I mean, they, they blame it on, oh, look what Russia's doing. 3% of the uh, fuel could possibly be linked to that in the United States. But the fact of the matter is what's happening is our inflationary efforts over the last couple of years and longer, of course, it's been decades, where we've been creating money out of thin air, you know, the Federal Reserve, the creature from Jekyll Island, all that kind of stuff is happening and uh, and uh, it's starting to catch up with us gas i think two years ago was like something like 279 per gallon on average look at it now in my little community is 479 
per gallon. And it's like, holy cow, what is going on? Well, it's because we got more dollars chasing goods and services that are either the same as they were or even less available because of a lot of reasons. And it's driving price up. So, you know, it's the idea of uh, we've got so many dollars chasing things and there, there aren't enough goods and services to buy with them. So they're bidding the price up. So it's just absurd what's actually going on right now. And it's funny to me that you found a, uh, a Dorito story. But, I mean, you, you look at the candy bars. I think of candy bars when I was a kid and went to the movie and bought a big hunk or a pom-poms uh, box or something. You look at them now. They're like miniature sized of what they were, you know, back in the 50s, you know. And uh, so everything. Well, when I was a kid, you could buy the big ones for a quarter. You could buy the hunk, big hunk for, oh, a for nickel. Five cents. Yeah, well, a, yeah nickel a nickel for when I was so, a kid. So anyway, a I only bring one. up the Doritos because it kind of really brings it home to the average American about the inflation that's taking place. And what are you going to say? Hey, you got to blame that on Russia? Is Russia responsible for the Doritos, too? So it just Probably. demonstrates in this one headline, uh, really, the problem that we're facing. It's, 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 it's a huge problem. And it's because Barack uh, and Trump and Biden, I'm going to give you the last three presidents, they all literally promoted this handout the money to the point of $5 trillion plus dollars. And when you print that much money, you create a moral hazard, and inflation is your enemy now. And it's creating a, basically a hidden, but now not so hidden, tax on we the people uh, and the only way to go to solve this is to go back to honest money. The only way to solve the problems we're facing is to repent and turn to God. The principles of the founders are evident everywhere. All we need to do is embrace them, ladies and gentlemen. And when we do, wonderful things will happen. If we don't, you can expect more of the same to just continue to abuse every one of us in every aspect of our lives, all the way down to the crunch of a Dorito. Thanks so much for being alongside for the ride. For Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. FreedomsRisingSun.com for Dr. Bradley's incredible book and uh, series, as well as his weekly webinars. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.